Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. This podcast is part of a partnership between TEDx St Kilda and 3CR Radio. I'm Squirrel Main, and in this podcast, we hear an interview with TEDx speaker Sally Tonkin from St Kilda Gatehouse discussing street workers. We had no television in the area, and when we finally did get reception for two stations, that was the way we had to change the channel. It was the only way you could get a clear reception. Yeah, and when it's all you know, you don't actually realise that that's abnormal. It wasn't until we moved to the city that we... You know, that story came up. We're like, oh, oh, yeah, that is a bit different. (laughs) (laughs) How often did you change the channel? Well, we we had very strict parents who wouldn't let us have much screen time. (laughs) So, you know, if it was going from Neighbours to uh, ABC News, you know. So, yeah, a few times a day, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. And what brought you from South Australia to Melbourne? Yeah, we moved to Adelaide um, in the early 90s um, because of all the droughts and the difficult situations going on. Yeah, I got an education. I became an occupational therapist, but I was really, I was very passionate about marginalised women. That was my drive. Um, And so I thought that meant I needed to go to Afghanistan or India or, you know, so I moved to Melbourne to study international development um, to do my master's in that. And then I thought that was going to take me overseas. And I moved to St Kilda and that just happened to be right around the corner from St Kilda Gatehouse. Yeah. And so my sister, she followed me to Melbourne. She started a little knitting group just as a way to meet people. So we had about 20 women coming over, drinking wine, knitting scarves, and we thought we should support a local charity. And so we decided Gatehouse being just around the corner would be the best one so we started knitting scarves for the women um you know collecting food clothes and then just becoming more engaged and getting a deeper understanding of what the issues were and supporting gatehouse that way and so yeah that was what slowly drew me into that and so the she's someone campaign yeah across between heart-wrenching and really powerful yeah how do you feel about it yeah, we we were just talking about Tracy's uh, murder this week, actually. Um, someone else was asking about it. It's coming up two years now. It just shook the whole community. Obviously, all those who knew Tracy, staff, volunteers. It was a really, really difficult time. But out of that difficult time came so much support from the community that we couldn't have anticipated. And it, that was powerful. And the message got out that Tracy was someone, that she was a human being who was valued by her community and that the violence against Tracy was part of a broader issue and it wasn't just violence against a woman involved in street-based sex work. Uh, This is something that is happening way too often and standing alongside campaigns like Counting Dead Women that destroy the joiner running, um, yeah, we just really felt that the whole community got around this issue and we didn't feel as isolated as, you know, we possibly had of before. It's an interesting statement that it's not just because a profession, occupation, mm. street working, but yeah. that that's just more a manifestation of what's happening yeah, out absolutely. there now. Do you think it comes down harder on, on folks with marginalised careers or marginalised lives or marginalised fill-in-the-blank? Yeah, absolutely. There's a few things that go on. So one violence the women are reluctant to the women we work with are reluctant to report it um, for fear of not being taken seriously so that is still an issue and we we continue to work with the police and work with other agencies around those issues work with the women but I think we did see a shift it was really powerful for the women that over a thousand people came to the vigil for Tracy's 
after following Tracy's murder. Um, and we've noticed how that shift has manifested in that the women are getting involved in the different campaigns going on around violence against women. So they go to white ribbon events and they attend other events, which we haven't seen the women do before. One of the women came back and told me she got to meet Rosie Batty and she was really excited about that. And I just, I love the thought that they're standing alongside all women um, to address this issue of violence against women. But yeah, the violence is probably more common in Grief Street um, and then the women are reluctant to report it. So you know, trying to work around those issues. How do you work around those issues? We take the women seriously. We always believe them um, and we put a lot of value into them as human beings. And so we hope that that goes to some length in helping them see that what's happened to them is important and that it's wrong. We certainly don't pressure them to report what's happened, but we encourage and also keep those relationships up with police, with other agencies so that we can all work together um, to do what we can. And then as far as media goes, we're, we, uh, I think I said this in the talk, that our media policy is we only do media that humanises the women. Um, so we make sure that we uh, give the women a voice and that they get to tell their stories and that we help to show the community what wonderful, intelligent, funny, clever, warm women we're working with. And is that something like just media in general? Sometimes it can be a bit of a get the story out quick before the next, don't worry about the mm. person. But you said in your talk there were two journalists that actually stopped, paused, yeah. listened and helped. Yeah. How did that come about happening? Just did. We were so fortunate. They were both local women, so I think that made an impact. So it was Wendy Squires and Jane Gilmore, and they were impacted by it as local residents, as women. Wendy knew Tracy. She'd passed her every day when she walked her dog, and Tracy was a very friendly person, so she, she knew a lot of residents, so she would engage in conversation, and so Wendy and her often had chat. She felt personally connected to the story, and Jane certainly did from a social justice issue, was infuriated the way it had been reported, um, you know, prostitute murdered St Kilda, rather than a woman, you know, life taken in home. Uh, she was living in a van. Um, so just the different ways that stories are reported depending on who the person is who was impacted. So, And that's the beauty of social media because they were... Jane's story was published in the King's Tribune. Um, Wendy Squires was probably in a more mainstream um, newspaper, but it went. they both went viral and that gave us a real boost. I think that actually helped spur us on uh, in doing more media and seeing the impact that it had and that there was a space for it out there, and the community did have hold concerns and care. Those two articles are incredibly powerful. And one of the stories that you also tell in your talk, of one woman that was, I guess, a bit more of a hard case. You yeah. Know? And then you really personalise her, is that she, she kind of comes around a bit. Can you yeah. tell us more about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, we were obviously in huge shock at that time. It was the day after Tracy had been murdered. We just had a debrief session with all the staff and volunteers, so we invited everyone, and, it, and the room was full of people who just shared stories. We cried. We laughed, you know, just what you would do when someone you know has passed on. And so then I got straight onto the radio. So it was very easy for me to naturally just discuss stories about Tracy because I just heard them all and I maintained her confidentiality. They were just stories that told, talked about her warmth and her humour. Um, and so, yeah, the woman rang me soon after and just I could just hear it in her voice and I really thank her I wish I took down her details but I'm so glad she did ring because she could have just had that aha moment and it might have not gone any further but she just was so open and honest and humble about how it had changed her thinking 
that Tracy was a person and not a, just a prostitute. Hearing the change in her, you know, one person from that radio interview, I thought, wow, we have to do more. Um, we are the only people who are going to speak up on Tracy's behalf. She didn't have family present at that time. We were her family, I guess, in some sense. So I thank that caller, whoever she was. Now, looking to the, the future, I mean, hopefully something like that never happens again. Yeah. But realistically, something will happen again. And more to the point, the depersonalization in the yeah. media will happen again. Where do you hope to go? We hope that the media do change. Uh, since then, I've certainly seen a lot that um, goes against that hope. But, you know, things take a long time to shift. And if enough people speak out, we can get there. We were fortunate. It did turn around with Tracy. Over 50 articles appeared you know, the, the story disappeared to, I don't know, page six the day after, well, the second day after, but um, it then came back. And, um, you know, even on the one-year anniversary, it was reported again in the media in humanising ways. So we were fortunate in that there was a turnaround with Tracy, and I would hope that that would continue. I think, you know, I take some encouragement from the way, um, you know, the Bali Nine members who recently lost their life, how they were treated by the media. There was certainly a turnaround. They were humanised. Um, a lot of sympathy went out for them because they were humanised and we got to see them as people. So it can be done and I wish it would be done across other marginalised sections of the community, whether it's refugees, or homeless. The media has a lot of power and they can really change community perception. And how about for you personally? Where to next? Gatehouse continues to grow. We've opened a new centre out in Dandenong. We're working with... The term used to be underage, but... It doesn't really fit when you're talking about um, sex industry. So it's referred to as commercial sexual exploitation. So young girls and young women who are involved in commercial sexual exploitation, we have a centre out there uh, working with those young women. And that's really encouraging. We're seeing huge change and shift happening in their lives uh, following you know, extensive trauma and abuse. That's really encouraging. And, yeah, we continue to um, hopefully keep growing as well in St Kilda. When I hear the phrase commercial sexual exploitation, I, I like flash to you know, Southeast Asia or something. Mm. And you, you said Dandenong. Yeah. Is that right? Like, yeah. How common is this in Dandenong? Yeah, I, it is very common in countries, Australia, New Zealand, America, the UK, um, and people often do think it is overseas. We started out in Dandenong because of the stories we hear from St Kilda. So most of the women we work with just kept telling us their stories and we kept hearing the ages of 12, 13, 14. And this wasn't an issue decades ago. We knew this was still an issue now because we were meeting women who were 18 and telling us that. So we started a project scoping out where what was going on around Melbourne and Dandenong is certainly an area that uh, is of huge concern. So uh, we're based out there, but I can say it's not the only area in Melbourne. It does happen in the domestic sense. That's not an association I'm used yeah. to making. And maybe, again, there you go, that's the, where the media yeah. and everything else happens. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. When they talk about child exploitation, yeah. you, you don't yeah. flash to, oh, just down the train line. Yeah, that's right. Mm. No, absolutely. And we're only we're working with a small number of young girls and women. It's, it's much bigger than what we're reaching at the moment, but you know, we're doing what we can as are a lot of uh, youth agencies and different services. Thank you so much yeah, for coming you. in, for chatting to us, Sally. Thank, thank you. You've just been listening to Sally Tonkins from St Kilda Gatehouse. Sally was a speaker who took part in the March 2015 TEDx St Kilda Talks. You can hear Sally's TED Talk, as well as talks of other great speakers, at TEDxStKilda.com. This interview originally aired on 3CR Radio on the 3rd of June 2015, 
and is part of a partnership between 3CR and TEDx St Kilda. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.